speak about the cloning of sheep. Like we saw Dolly at the Edinburgh yeah. Natural History Museum, and that was a bit confusing to me as to how that came about and what that process yeah, was. Yeah, okay, I, I just answer this question here. Okay, right. That's a very good question, cloning, yeah? Cloning means that we have two types of cells in our body, somatic cells and um, genetic um, uh, genital cells, yeah? So the somatic cells, what they have done, they took one of the somatic cells that's ordinary cell that is not reproductive cell, it's not an egg or, or sperm, yeah? They took an ordinary cell, and by treating this ordinary cell, they copied Dolly, a sheep. But do you know what, and they managed to do that, which is fine. But you know, Dolly was not born as a, a day-old baby. Was born old, the same age as her mother. That's number one. Number two, she had arthritis. She had all the diseases that her mother had because they just copied what is in the somatic cell into that new generation, yeah? And it died very quickly, as you know. So um, cloning is trying to make a copy of none um, genetic, not genetic, uh, I mean sexual, yeah. It's, it's not a sexual cell, right? It's not an egg and a sperm, right, to form a new life. That's the normal thing. You have half of the genes in one and half of the genes of one, and you come to both, you come to the total number, yeah? All right? That's the normal thing. That's how babies are born. But in Dolly, they had a somatic cell, cell like a skin cell. I don't know what type of cell they got, but it's equivalent to that. And they managed to treat that and make it genetically active to bring a full structure with all different organs because that's potentially in the nucleus, yeah? But when they copied it, it copied with the same age of the mother and she had arthritis and she died quickly. Yeah, the fertilization, yeah. Let me just give you an example from the human number. We have um, 46 chromosomes. 23 from the mother and 23 from the father, right? So that will bring the somatic cell for 46. In Dolly, they took the 46 and they treated that in the lab, right? And they managed to make it like an, not an embryo, yeah, to make it a new copy of, of Dolly, of, of, of the mother, right? So they didn't take the sexual cells, the egg and the sperm and fertilize them they did that artificially with a somatic cell, right? But when they did that, it has the same age as the mother, but the baby when it's born is not the same age as the father and mother, yeah? The, the natural one. And it grows. It grew uh, for a bit, but it has all the somatic um, features of the mother, plus it has arthritis and she died quickly. So it's fer fertilization with a somatic cell. Yeah, and treated that finished product to make it produce something, which is a big, big achievement, genetically, yes, right? But it carries all the defects of the mother. Yeah, okay, fine. Any other question? Yes. So you said that it was sin that really made us imperfect, but yeah. before that we were perfect, we yeah. didn't have illness. But then you spoke about kinds as well. So does that mean that sin in one kind, which is the human creation, caused the fall of all the kinds? Wonderful question. Absolutely. Yes, it did. Because 
Adam and Eve created in the image of God as the head of the creation, and they have authority on all the creation. So with their fall, the whole creation was cursed, right? It's not Adam and Eve only who will carry the punishment of their sin. The whole creation has fallen at that point because the head of creation has fallen. And that's why in Romans 8 it speaks about the, the creation is groaning, awaiting the revelations of the sons of God, meaning even the earth and even the animals and all of this is, is under the curse at the moment. And Jesus came to take our curse. And remember the thorns that brought out from the earth were his crown on the cross. That's very meaningful, actually, because the thorns came as a result of sin. The, the, the land was not supposed to bring these thorns initially, but that's a curse. So as a result of the fall of man and woman, the whole creation fallen, and the whole creation will be redeemed. That's absolutely right, yes. Good question. Yes. I think part of the theory of evolution that man came from ape or from common ancestors. Yeah, and well obviously we don't agree with that. But was Adam? Did it, did he look different than actually what humans look like now? And um, because I think there's some evidence that you know from fossils that humans didn't look exactly the same as, as they are now. Would right. that be evolution or natural selection? <laughs> right, that's a great question actually. Adam had 46 chromosomes like you and me because that's what defines us as humans, right? Adam had 206 um, bones like you and me, right? His height, his color, I cannot comment on that but he has all the human features that you have. He is most probably much more intelligent than all of us, really, because we think that the intelligence of man was perfect. His memory was much better than ours. We depend on computers now and things. Um, you, you remember the civilizations like people building the pyramids. We don't know how they did that till now, right? So we believe that Adam was perfect in intelligence and in physique and he will be strong, but he doesn't apply the same aftershave as mine, yeah? So what I'm saying here is, we don't know have, have his features, but we have his chromosomes, will be exactly like ours. His bones will be the same, his number of ribs the same, except the one that's used to form Eve, so he's exactly like us. You mentioned the fossil records. Let me be very clear. When you find a fossil, you find the skull. You don't find the full skeleton, right? and you don't find the bones or the skin. All this is artistic view. In the first sec uh, lecture, we, we touched on that. So don't be, uh, when they say fossil record, and everyone will say, okay, it's fossil record. I can't argue with that. No, just examine what they found. Because in Nebraska, man, they found the jaw and the tooth, and they built the man and his family as well, <laughs> his wife and kids. And I will show you the pictures. That's an artistic view. So the fossil record doesn't speak about Adam, but Adam, according to the Bible, same chromosomes as you and me. Yes, that's another thing that Nash was highlighting. When I was studying biology, we were told that we have different uh, five types of, uh, of five species of humans, Caucasians and Mongolians and all of that. That's completely rubbish because after they did the study of the human genome, they found we are all equal. 
So they said, we are one race. I said, thank you very much. I know that from Genesis 1. <laughs> so, but they did a lot of study and lots of work for that. Yeah. Okay, yes. Um, when you were talking about the amino acids, yes. you said something, you said it has to be arranged in the right order. And what struck me is who says the right order? Who says the, that yeah. the, the, the correct status is to be alive, not the correct status to be dead? Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is uh, I mean, who says what's right, what's wrong? Uh, exactly. Who says the rules? If there is no rule, uh, uh, body to give the yes. rules, who says the rules? Yes. I mean, uh, one, one, one former atheist, I think it was C.S. Lewis, I'm, I'm not sure, yeah. said that I didn't believe in God because I thought the, the wrong things in the world and the evil in the world, if, if there is evil in the world, there's no, there's no God. But suddenly I realized that who defines right and yeah. wrong, who defines evil and, and good. Exactly. If there is no God, there is no definition of evil and good. Exactly. Everything is relative. What you see right is right in your eyes. What I see right, I see right in my eyes. So who said you are, you are right or are wrong? Exactly. We have to have somebody to say right and wrong. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just. When you were talking about the fossils, like the dragonfly, where do they get these numbers from, like the 200 million years? Yes. Like what methods do they say that prove? Right. It's a circular argument, actually, because they find it in a special layer, and they dated this layer is uh, 300 million years or so, right? So they found an animal in it. They said it must be 300 million years. And then how they define that the area is 300 million years because they found an animal who was supposed to be 300 million years, so they call it that way. So it's a circular argument, actually. If you go deeper into this, you will find lots of fallacies and no logic. But in the biology book, you will not find what we are talking about now. And that's sad. But I wanted to ask, because we go to these museums and it says yes. various things, you know, 80 billion years old or yeah. whatever it is, and if we comparatively look at a creation perspective that the Earth, or life on Earth would be six, 7,000 years old, yeah. would that have allowed for enough time for these various kinds to, um, through natural selection, Developed yes. into all the species we see, or all the, the kinds we see yes. today, and all the places. And yes. Because you know there, there's yeah. so many different ones, and so many very difficult to reach places. Yeah. Yes. Is that time? It, yeah. Scale it, the time scale works very well if you understand the pr the issues with the flood and the changes that happen quickly to allow for these things to happen. If you check on the internet, we are about seven billion people living on the world now, and they give you the curve of the population accounting for disasters that can happen in between. And they say it, you need about 10,000 years to reach to that number, right? If you took the evolution view that man appeared on Earth about four, four million years ago, if with the rate of, the of, of, of birth and the catastrophes and all of that, there would be no place for anybody to stand on this Earth. It's too much time, right? But the, the, the curve of the population to reach seven billion is acceptable within thousands of years, not billions or millions of years. Yes, with the animal kingdom. There is a big study actually now, because we in Answers in Genesis, we are building the Noah's Ark, and they're trying to find the number of kinds that need to enter in, right? And the things that extinct. So they think that the number of kinds will be about a thousand or so, it's not that big. Within this kind, the differentiation is massive. So yes, the answer to your question, the proposed time in the Bible is reasonable for understanding the variety of creatures 
on the earth and the number of population. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You ladies first. Yeah, so I'm sure you want you want mine. No, no, no. Yeah. You start first. Yeah. Um so see the idea that the environment sometimes alters our structures, for example, the growth of neurons and you like the shaft of them memorizing sometimes can neurons go in the brain? And if that's the case, then can you say that that sort of addition of information can alter something? Yeah, you know the nervous system doesn't replicate itself, so it cannot really have more cells. You can increase the function of the existing cell by exercising your memory, right? But you have to have a memory, have a number of cells, whatever number, that will be a constant number, but you can work on that to make it functioning well or better. It's not an added information. You are using the capacity of your brain, which you haven't used when you were a child, but you are using as a medical student now, adding massive amount of information, but you are not adding neurons. Yeah, sorry, Nashwa, yeah. your head like for example you know attachment improve your arborization of your dendritic system so there is important things to make your brain function and if you don't so orphans in Romania when they showed their brains who have been neglected is not functioning and they are behaving very low so there are things that affect how your brain is functioning yeah. and the arborization of the neurons, but it's not creating new neurons, mm. it's arborization. D does it make yes. sense to you? Absolutely, yeah. That's a great example, Nashua. Yeah, thank you. Really, yeah. So we can make our brains work harder, yeah. Just yeah. going back to the story of the Noah's Ark and the flooding, is, is yes. there any extra biblical evidence that the flooding was all over the globe, not just the area where Noah was were living in? Right. Like, were there other forms of life or people living outside the area where Noah was living in and there are animals which didn't go in the flood. Or right. the whole globe will... Yes, we will touch on the flood on the third session, but uh, let me just explain that quickly. The water takes its own level, yeah? So you remember if you put uh, a series of tubes and put one amount, it will have... So in order to have a local flood, it has to be a general because the water will leak around the local area and it will not be flooded at all. Number two, if the flood was local, there is no need to build an ark. God can say to Noah, immigrate to the area which will be dry. You don't need the ark at all, yeah? So the evidence of the flood is there is lots of geological changes all over the world with lots of fossils, as we know, and different layers, which is explainable but un by universal flood. There is much, much more to that, but I'm just giving you the flavor of the answer. Yeah, we said that earlier. 